0: Welcome to the Life of a Gentleman Podcast, the number one podcast to learn about the hottest men's fashion and grooming brands. We interview the brand owners so you get the inside story. We'll also discuss fashion, business, and entrepreneurship, and all things gentlemen. Whether you're looking to advance your career, increase your style, or just discover the best new products, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, award-winning author, entrepreneur, and business owner, Richard Taylor. Hey, Rich, let's start the show.
1: Thank you for that introduction, and guys, welcome back to another episode of The Life of a Gentleman. And today I'm joined by my good friend Dennis, and we will be talking about some predictions in the world of fashion and business for 2020. Dennis, welcome in. Well, Happy New Year, my
2: friend it's great to Be back on the show. We have some like, great plans moving forward going to 2020. That's going to pretty much catapult the show
1: to new heights, Rich. That's what I'm looking forward to. Definitely, we'll get into that. But, you know, as I mentioned, 2020, here we are. It's kind of funny when you hear it. Never thought we'd get here. But some of the fashion predictions, I thought it'd be fun to go over and kick around a few ideas. And then at the end of the year, see if we were right on any of these. But I think at the start, of this year we're going to see some shifts in the world of fashion and what guys are trying to do to make themselves appealing what do you think is something that we're going to see or do you think we'll just see more of the same that we saw the last 10 years
2: actually the last couple of years right um, I don't know if you noticed but fashion's been moving towards 70s uh, uh, a lot of you know, the wider pants now, um, high boots, pointy high boots, There's a lot of turtlenecks, man, a lot of tinted shades, just, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, we were accustomed to seeing back in the
1: day, Rich, I don't know if you, if you noticed that. I do notice that, and that was going to be my prediction that things are going to start to go backwards towards the, uh, 60s and 70s yeah. type look, um, yeah. I was uh, watching uh, American Gangster with Denzel Washington. And I was thinking to myself, the last couple suits that I designed for my brand look like they could have been casted on any one of the uh, lead actors for that movie. And that was a a piece that was set in the late 60s. And the wider lapels is is the main thing that I think you're going to start to see the mainstream manufacturers of suits start to copy. Now, people who are doing custom already know everybody's starting to go wider with the lapels. But if you go into, you know, a big box store, you're, you're still not gonna see that. You're gonna see the skinny lapels on the suits for off the rack. But I think towards the end of this year, you're gonna see them wisen up and start to widen the lapels too. Absolutely, whether it's
2: double-breasted, single, I mean, listen, I have no problem with this trend because there's nothing worse than a boring suit, bitch. And that seems like you're going to interview for a bank job. So the fact that you have mentioned that you have, actually you have a great collection of checkered and vintage suits. Now the key here guys is you don't necessarily have to worry that like you're back in that time. You can, you know, make some touches here and there and create your own style. Don't just focus on you know doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah, you can wear that, and then just make some touches
1: to it. And it's gonna come out real hot. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that idea. What, what are your idea for some of those touches? Because some people, now we gave them a reference with movies and stuff. People might start looking through those movies and just copy exactly, but but you gotta tweak it a little yeah. bit to make it right. So what what would you suggest?
2: What I would suggest is jewelry. Uh, Get yourself a nice Rope Cuban link chain. It preferably a 20, 20 inch one, where it scoops nicely over a turtleneck or under a shirt. Uh, make sure your haircut is on point. Obviously, you're not going to wear the hair same hairstyle so <laughs> I don't think there was any. I don't think there were any fades back then. So. <laughs> But the good news is, Rich, we started this whole thing about mustache. What was it like, about two years ago? And look at where it is now, man. Celebrities want to wear it. Everybody
1: wants it, man. Yeah, definitely. That's true. That's another trend that is definitely coming back with, <laughs> with, with the facial hair. Um, that that's that's pretty much back. But I think it's going to be even more mainstream. Um, another thing that people are doing with the styles. Um, this isn't really a prediction. It's what we're seeing is pleated pants. That's finally made a comeback. They haven't been seen since the the mid-90s, I believe. Uh, but now that is back as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean that you could, you know, um, get rid of your... You know, because you have some separate suits that you wear with your sneakers, obviously. Same, those same suits, you cannot... You know, obviously, you can't do the same touch like you would if you wanted to go towards a more a vintage route. So keep both styles available uh for need. You don't necessarily have to just jump into, you know, get rid of the old stuff and then jump into a new train, which I think some some, some people make that mistake
1: with. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. That doesn't mean like the flat front pants they're they're going out of style. Something <laughs> uh, like that. No. Keep, slim. Yeah, keep keep both. It's just another way to express yourself, I think. So uh, definitely don't empty out the closet. And Here's another prediction that I have uh, and pertains to fashion in 2020. I think hats are going to make a huge comeback. Now, I know you yourself, you're a hat person, a hat enthusiast. But I would say 75% of guys still don't feel comfortable wearing a hat. And I'm not talking about a baseball cap. I'm talking about a nice hat. Um... Guys still don't know what to do, what works with their face. But when you think about the 40s, 50s, 60s, and even the 30s and 20s, so that you're looking at a, a span of, of about 50 years where all men from all walks of life every day wore a nice hat with their outfit. I think that's coming back in the, the 20s. I like that. I like that concept, race The 20s symbolizes
2: class. You know, somebody that's in charge, somebody that's in a position, you know, to succeed and help others. How do you do this? By the way you dress. Same thing as monster movies. Uh, the new monster movie that came out with Pacino and uh, and pecci look at, the, look, look at the style there, bitch. Once again, nice suits. The suits are really going to be heavy this year. He's just going to have to do it right if you don't then it's just you see, everything's gonna throw everything off yeah now as far as hats as far as hats that's one piece of item that you must invest the reason why it doesn't work with people is because you wanna do a quick fix you wanna do it to a quick store and get uh, one that's not stiff it's a little floppy <laughs> it's, it's not gonna do it man it's gotta be something that looks the quality looks on point
1: no you're exactly right it was funny I was uh suit shopping for my son and i was in a store it's kind of a big box store and i i know the hat trend is coming around and myself personally i wear a lot of vintage style newsboy caps but i wanted to switch it up and get a fedora or something like that and i was looking at the selection and the hats were like 40 bucks and i'm like uh right there right there i was like nah. And so I picked them up just to see. I mean, that thing was flopping all over like a wet piece of paper, you know. So I'm like, I'm like, no, let me put this back. I, I know a couple online retailers and a couple hat shops in Detroit. So I'm thinking I have to make the right investment because the last thing I want to do is have on a killer suit and then put on this floppy hat that is going to be collecting lint and all this. It's just not going to look good.
2: No, nah, and then you know you hit it right in that head there, Rich. You said forty bucks. That's like, <laughs> don't you see that? And I know which stores have those. Those things are just—they are just for a quick fix for somebody. Oh my God, I don't have a hat. This is what I have with some. No, you're gonna have to, you know, cough up some nice money. Maybe go to one of those nice vintage shops that sell hats. Custom make one for yourself too, man. If you have to. I should do one for myself and. Oh, man. It's probably one of the sexy hats I've seen. And it's going to go with suits. It's going to go with jeans or a leather jacket, anything. I'm the same way as you, Rich. I like my newsboy caps, but sometimes you got to mix it up with some fedoras.
1: And that's the thing. Make it an investment into this. Remember, you're going to be wearing that hat all the time. And that hat's going to last you for years. So when you break it down the price by how many times you wear it, it's it doesn't make sense to try to save uh 60 70 bucks you know make the jump up to at least well over a hundred dollars for the hat and it's going to last yeah. you and you'll you'll be happy that you did it
2: yeah, hats is one of those items rich, that uh, you know, if you want to hang it on the wall it's always going to be there it's not going anywhere you know make sure you get a hat bag too if you want to travel and I look forward to seeing you rich and in Vegas
1: with those hats, we're going to get into that in a little bit um,
2: in Vegas trip coming up. Yeah, so, definitely.
1: And you, be you know what I might do, Dennis? I think uh, I might wait till I get out there and purchase a hat because uh, I know this hat expert guy named Dennis. And uh, he might be able to help me pick out the right hat for the, my shape of head. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, actually, you
2: know what's funny, man? That same hotel that we stayed in last year in Vegas, they have a vicious hat shop in there. So exactly. I got one last year, but we're
1: going to hit that again. That sounds like a plan, man. I'm looking forward to 2020. And speaking of suits, guys, I'm going to do a shameless plug. If anybody's looking for a custom suit, give us a shout. Um, my brand, Harrison Blake Apparel, we now do custom suits. So... If you're thinking about designing something yourself, you want it personalized, you want it monogram, you want to style it, all the different details, you have the ability to do that. Dennis and I can both help you out with that. Just give us a shout through our Instagram or check us out on our website, thegentway.com and leave a message and you can design the look that'll be perfect for you in 2020.
2: Just envision that whole 70s look, this thing with some modern stuff. Uh, only a custom suit could do that, Rich. And uh, we have one, and I'm not even talking about $800, 900 Rich. You gave get yourself a nice custom suit
1: for like $400, much. Yep, we'll make it work for the podcast listeners. That's what we're here for. Dennis, looking forward to the next time we get to chat, and let's get into the interview portion of the show. All right, take care, man. And now it's time for this week's segment of The Gentleman's News. Exclusive interviews with exceptional people discussing all things gentlemen. From business, to fashion, to lifestyle, industry leaders, authors, and more. This is The Gentleman's News. Hey guys, welcome back to the interview segment of the show And this is my favorite segment of the show Because we connect with real people doing amazing things in business and fashion, lifestyle And today we're talking to somebody who is super passionate about men's fashion He works in the men's fashion industry He is very active on Instagram, Chris Burns You may know him on Instagram as Burnstyle. Chris, welcome to the show
3: Thanks, Rich. I appreciate you uh, having me
1: on. excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. And it's funny, we were going back and forth talking about, you know, what subjects are we going to talk about on the show? And I do that with all the different guests because we want to touch on everything. And what we came up with is kind of funny is the fact that sometimes when you hear fashion men's fashion you know i'm gonna throw this out to you what cities do you think about that come to mind when you talk about men's fashion
3: oh man the first one's new york obviously and that's the mecca i mean i think that's where you see most of the innovations um at least in american i mean you, you want to go broader you could go into europe and talk about italy and milan and places like that but i think your homes have New York, L.A., San Fran, Chicago. Those are the first first cities that come to mind, at least for me. And I'm sure there's many more that people would put on the list, but those are the first ones for me that come to mind.
1: Definitely. Those are the same ones I had on my list. But the funny thing is, there's other places in the country where, where guys want to dress well, guys want to be stylish, and you can find great menswear as well. And one of those places is where you're from. Let everybody know where you're from and what the reaction is sometimes when people find out exactly where you're based out of.
3: So uh, I'm based in Louisville, Kentucky, and if anybody's not familiar with Louisville, we're famous for a couple of things. First being the Kentucky Derby, which if you guys haven't been to, it is a spectacle of fashion, uh, both men's and women's. It's a cultural spectacle. Um, It's also just a lot of fun. Um, Me personally, I'm not a huge fan horse racing guy but so many of our uh, so much of our business in my store is derived from the derby uh and it really is the time one of the only times of the year where you'll see people from louisville and kentucky really dressing up and getting into getting into the fashion so it's a really fun time for me um but the rest of the time i would call louisville a very um classic classically dressed town um i once had a gentleman come into my store and ask me, he said he was looking for the quote-unquote Louisville suit. When I asked him what that was, because I wasn't familiar with the term, he said, I want a navy blazer, a white shirt, and a pair of khaki pants. And a part of me, a very small part of me, died on the inside.
4: Um,
3: (laughs) So, so legitimately, um, it's not a big hub of fashion, but to your point, there are there are places here uh the store that i work at specifically we've been a staple in the local um for 105 years selling menswear and now women's clothing um so it is you know we do have some clients that are more classic but then we have clients that love to dress up love to you know keep up with the fashion trends so we're trying hard to kind of get rid of that stigma that uh people from kentucky don't know how to dress slowly but surely we're working
1: Yeah, and you're doing your part to change the narrative, too. And and the funny thing is, you know, I'm based out of Michigan. And so sometimes we get the same type of thing. You know, Michigan's known for a lot of different things, you know, deer hunting being one of them. And and of course, you know, we have we have Detroit in that area of the state, which is a little bit different. But at the same time, when you talk about fashion, Detroit doesn't get brought up, you know, and so. There's a ton of people listening. Our listeners are in, man, we lost count, a ton of different countries. Uh, Pretty much we tallied up every different continent, all, all the states across the U.S. So we know that there's guys that are listening to this show that aren't from these, quote unquote, big cities or meccas of fashion. So what do you tell them? What advice do you give them? Because they may look like the odd duck when they step out ready to style in their city.
3: Yeah, that's something I work with every single day. So I have clients that want to look nice. But yeah, to your point, you don't want to make too much of a fashion statement sometimes. So you want to look nice and fit in at the same time. Personally, I don't mind being the guy that everyone's looking at. Like, man, why'd you dress so nice? Because at the end of the day, if someone's looking at you like that, at least they're looking at you. That's my personal feeling about it. So I do try to get a lot of my clients to think outside the box and think, okay, well, you know, what can I do to make this different? What can I do to make this fun? Because style at the end of the day is an expression of yourself. And I think that should be a fun expression. Um, so if you do kind of have to bring some certain things in, especially I will say with a lot of older clients that aren't necessarily into the fashion trends, but it's, I think there's a lot of young guys out there in Louisville and Detroit and New York, you know, wherever. Um, And they like dressing night. They want it to be affordable. They want it to, to, they want to look good, but they also want to make like subtle statements about themselves with their fashion. So I typically try and find out what type of mindset my clients are in, think about why they're shopping, what it is they're dressing up for. Is it more of a lifestyle thing, it's occasion. And then you kind of go from there. And I always like to throw in certain items, and certain ideas that I think are really cool. And if they don't like it, then you know what? No hard feelings. Uh, we can all have different tastes. But at the end of the day, I think if, you're, if your intention is to dress nice, it should you should make a statement. And whether that's, you know, for everything from the bold the bold pocket squares, accessories, lapel pins that I love to wear, uh, or if it's just, you know, a nice tie and a nice dress shirt with a crisp pair of dress pants and that's all you want to do, you know, make it your own. That's, that's always the approach I think.
1: I like that approach. That's a very nice way to look at it. And I'd love for you to tell us a little story. I'm going to ask a question and I know I might be putting you on the spot, but it seems like this probably happened to you. You've probably gotten dressed up, you know, maybe you're going out to an event, a dinner, a date, something like that. And you run into people. And like you said, they're not expecting you to have a certain look, has that ever happened? And if so, what is one of the funniest stories or instances that happened with that scenario?
3: Okay, I'll get actually This story is very recent. So uh, my girlfriend and a couple friends of ours, we went out to a, a local restaurant that has a rooftop bar. And it's, it's a pretty nice restaurant. You know, you, you go out there, you can get a couple of drinks. Um, I mean, it's, it's a nice place. So we, we're definitely making an occasion. And for me, anytime I go out, um in the city uh, it's a networking opportunity it's an opportunity for me to meet people an opportunity to show off my style um because at the end of the day if you're trying to be an influencer the goal is to influence so i would like to go out in public and dress a little bit nicer and i had a gentleman coming up to me you know we were a couple of drinks in and i'm sitting there talking to somebody i'm friends with and this guy of taps me on the shoulder. he goes man, why are you dressed so nice? Like, everybody here is in T-shirts and sneakers and shorts. And pretty laid back, I had a nice sport coat and just a nice button-down on. Um, and I kind of turned around to respond to him. And at that very moment, a client of mine walked up. And he had a few beverages himself. And he tapped me on the shoulder and he gave me a big hug. He was actually a little dressed a little bit nicer than me. So all I did, I kind of made my pleasantries with him. I turned back to the gentleman who asked me why I was dressed up, and I said, Well, you know what? I don't mind being one of the best dressed guys here. And uh, if you'd like to come see me sometime, here's my card. And I gave him my business card. And uh, he actually texted me uh, a couple weeks later and reminded me that we had met and made intentions to come into the store. Um, And yeah, so that was kind of a funny moment where it was like he was, I guess, trying to clown me a little bit.
1: (laughs) Right. And the table got. The table got flipped real fast on him. He wasn't ready for it. So actually, hopefully, made a a networking connection out of a potential. uh, He might have been trying to mess with me a little bit. So that that was pretty funny. That is funny. And you know what? I've had the same experience from time to time. And here's the thing. We talk about on the podcast a lot. When you dress well, it really does open up doors. To me, you get treated, you get better treatment. Sometimes you get better seats at bars or restaurants. and restaurants. Uh, and has that been your experience as well? It sounds like it has. Yeah, you know, you just it's
3: amazing. You throw on a jacket and maybe maybe a tie. You know, I'm <coughs> not wearing ties that much anymore. But you throw on a nice jacket and a pocket square and a nice shoes and you do you do get triggered a little bit differently and that's what I saw a lot of my clients I think okay if you're presenting yourself in a way that you care how you look the person talking to you is going to recognize that they're going to notice I mean if they're smart they're going to notice the details of the outfit and they're going to be like okay wow this guy really does care about his image and how he's presenting himself I should take him more seriously therefore um, so no I think 100% Rich I, I, uh, I completely agree that Not just myself, but I've noticed some of my clients, they've dressed up and they not only feel better about themselves, they have people that might treat them a little bit differently afterwards. So I think there's a lot of power in how you present yourself and your style is the first thing people look at, like it or not. It really is.
1: Yeah, it is. People start to size you up and then, like you said, when when you have a certain level of your appearance, their perception starts to shift and change and all of a sudden it's like... You know, people determine how much respect to give you, like it or not. Like you said, like it or not. That's just yeah. the way it is. And is. Um, We're human. It's, it's a natural it's a natural thing. We judge off appearances. Um,
3: you know, and it's, it's something where, you know, small details of yours. I always use an example of if yours. If, if you're a young man, you're looking to score your first big job. If you go into your interview with pants that don't fit, a jacket that's too big, a shirt where the collar's wrinkly your tie doesn't match, and then you have someone who walks in that has great style, that walks with confidence, that comes from, I think a lot of times comes from, dressing well. Um, Naturally, I I think if you're an employer, you're going to look at the person for the job that's more put together. And not a lot of people want to hear that because it's, well, you know, it's it's based off merit and you want things, you want to earn things. But your personal appearance, at least in my opinion, dictates, how the rest of the world sees you and
1: therefore it's going to change people's perception. So I think it's really, really important. Yeah, it definitely is. Let's ask you this before we close out. What are some of your goals for the future right now? You're working in menswear. Um, and if you want, you can tell us about the store. I know you told us it's 105 years old. It sounds like you, you really love what you're doing. So what does the future hold for you? And what are some of your goals?
3: So i answer that question in two parts so first yeah, the, yeah, the store that I work at is called Rhodes R-O-D-E-S um, like I said it's, it's been a men's store since 1914 very very blessed I've got a great company that I work for it's small uh, family family owned and family oriented I've got a team we uh, our men's side has six of us um, we're very close we're family um, we're with each other five days a week sometimes eight to ten hours a day um you learn a lot about people when you're in that small environment, and kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier with the city. Um, Louisville's not a very fashion-forward city, so we really are the only store that sells exquisite, top-of-the-line Italian brands like Canali and then you know, tons of tons of other brands um, that we're very glad to carry. Um, and it's it's a really really fun place to work because at the end of the day, we're selling beautiful merchandise and getting guys dressed for all occasions of life. Um, I've been there two years actually just had my two year anniversary uh, August 1st. Nice. And it's yes it's, it's been a big learning experience for me um, just getting into fine menswear um, and learning more about tailoring and uh, you know, alterations you know that aspect of the business has been fascinating. For me in the future what I'd like to continue doing is um, more consulting I've kind of Mention, I have a passion for clothes and men's clothing specifically, but where I really, really love and what I got back into has been the social media marketing branding aspect of things, um, which is why I have so much admiration for Harrison Blake because they were one of the first companies that I encountered that, at least in my opinion, did things from a media marketing perspective that not a lot of other companies are or were doing um when I first came across the the company so it's been really fun getting to work work with other brands like Harrison Blake that have provided an opportunity to market my image more but so that's what I definitely want to focus on is in the future is doing more marketing on social media I think it's a huge thing that a lot of people are missing on and those that are on it and are active I think into the future are going to be more successful Um, So that's, that's probably where I see myself going is continuing with the menswear, doing more image consulting, branding, um, helping people, you know, feel better about themselves, but also market themselves. Um, And then again, working with, with other companies that are doing similar kind of things. That's, that's what I want to keep doing. But I really do love men's fashion um, and think that men's fashion is an art. In a renaissance, if you will, I see more young guys dressing up nowadays that are interested in menswear, uh, and and that really is awesome for, to me. I mean, I think um, you get more young guys that are interested in dressing nice, looking nice. Um, all it does is just elevates everyone's portfolio and their profile. Um, and if we can continue doing that, I think you know if you respect yourself, I think you tend to respect others. Um, so I, I want to see that more and more. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future. Just Continuing doing what I'm doing, adding skills, and uh, working with guys like yourself that are uh, that are involved in the menswear industry and just in the, in the business industry too. Because I think um, you know we're all we're all kind of in this together at the end of the day. So the more collaboration, the better.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly. The more collaboration, the better. Couldn't have said it any better myself. And we can tell you have a passion for menswear. And for those that want to see that passion and follow you and connect with you, because you're a very friendly and outgoing guy, how can they get in touch with you?
2: So the best way, um,
3: Instagram. And I love Instagram. It's such a fun platform. I use it all the time. So just uh, hit my handle at burnstyle with an underscore at the end. Uh, shoot me a DM. Uh, you can always—I think my email is on my page. You can always email me. But genuinely, Rich, i, I spend almost when I'm not working with clients um, and when I'm not hanging out with my girlfriend and my dog on on the uh, on the off occasions, uh, I am pretty much on Instagram, interacting, posting. I love seeing. Excuse me, I love seeing all the different styles. I think that's one of the best parts about Instagram. It's so diverse. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about uh, the gentleman Eduardo, Eduardo major stylist. I mean, that's a gentleman who's out in Salt Lake City who dresses like he's living in Milan. I love that. I love seeing like streetwear and uh, the more sartorial, you know, style as well. So I think Instagram, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, that'd be the best way to do it. I'd love to see your profile and uh, get to know more about you.
1: Guys, reach out, and Chris, we will have you back on in the future so we can talk a little bit more about men's fashion. We thank you for your time and joining us on The Life of a Gentleman.
3: Thanks, Rich. Really appreciate it, man.
1: Now it's time for the entrepreneur
0: spotlight, real professionals, real business owners and entrepreneurs drop in and drop jewels on us. Looking to learn from others that have done it? Ready to get your business really rolling? Sit back and buckle up. Our experts are ready to inspire. Let's go.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the life of a gentleman podcast. And today Uh, As always, we have special guests, but today is really special because this is somebody I connected with, uh, following them on Instagram, and I saw somebody doing something that I've never seen done before when it comes to really niching down, and my guest today, his name is Glenn. You may know him on Instagram as at Cologne 76 Glenn, welcome to the show. We'll get into the details in a minute.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank
1: you for having me on. I'm glad to have you for sure because, you know, as I mentioned in the outset, one of the things that caught my eye about you is that you really took something that people are passionate about, you know, a hobby for you, it happened to be cologne, and you've really turned this into something that I can see in the future. Um, Really redefining the course of your life You know, just as a side hustle Turning it into a business Right now you're doing YouTube videos And everything All focused on cologne Which is amazing Because It's it's such a broad uh, Topic But at the same time When you really focus on it there, There's so many different ways you can go I'll let you speak to that
0: Yeah um, Well It's funny You mentioned cologne Because I have this conversation with people um, at my job on a weekly basis. So there's a misunderstanding in the fragrance world that men wear colognes and women wear perfumes. However, they're, they're all perfumes and there are different concentrations. And
1: one of the concentrations are colognes. There's EDT's, there's EDT's. So I actually wear a lot of perfumes contrary to most people's beliefs. Man, I'm glad you brought that up. That's another reason I wanted you to come on because there's a lot of things that people really don't know. And from what I see, I'm going to be honest, man, you're the expert in this. I haven't seen anybody with this amount of knowledge when it comes to the fragrance industry, and I mean, you know, I haven't been out there really looking, but I've come across different people, but you seem to really been able to hone in and know your stuff. I mean, where does this come from? Where does this passion come from? I'd love to know.
0: Sure. Um, I've always had an interest in perfumes. I've always had an interest in smell, you know, growing up in the Caribbean. So I'm from Trinidad and Tobago, and I I lived here so I was 17, and I identified which smells of everything. You know, farm life, fruits, um, you know, the way our home smells, the way the home smells at Christmas when we were changing. And my dad was always a perfume wearer. And jokingly one day at some point in my early years he said to me, said, Son, I might not always look good, but I always smell good. I like that. And yeah, it it resonated with me and you know, I, I became interested in fragrances. And I think I was probably eight or nine years old. And my parents, you know, they gave us an allowance. And they said, "Hey, we'll take you guys to the business, me and my younger brother. We'll take you guys to the convenience store, and we will, you guys, will get a, you know, a spray deodorant." Well, we got to the store, and there were all these, all these fragrances, all these fragrant deodorants, and you know. I got the first one it was like every two weeks we would get a new one. Well, I would save my mom, my other brother, he would spray all this in the first week. I would save mine so that the next week I could have two different ones. And the week after that I could have three. So I kind of got used to, you know, smelling different on different days. And then, you know, my dad would use his perfumes. We finally, you know, we migrated to, to New York City, and I started college right away. Got a part-time job, and my very first paycheck. I was working at a supermarket as a cashier, and my very first paycheck, I went over to the cosmetics department, and I bought a bottle of red, red door. And, okay. and then, that, that Christmas, my mom gifted me with passion for men, Elizabeth Taylor, and, that Christmas I said to my family I said you know what i one not one whenever you guys to give me a present it needs
1: to be a fragrance I like that so it started for you at an early age this is this is nothing new this is this is not some new passion that you just picked up and here's the funny thing about that um, we were talking offline and you mentioned that you listen to Gary V I do as well I'm sure a lot of people listen to him and and, and get good tips and advice about following your passion. But the funny thing is, you decided to take the advice and really niche down. At what point did that happen for you where you said, you know what, I'm going to start creating a lot of content around perfumes and around fragrances and start educating people in an entertaining and informative way. only probably
0: about five years ago. I I got on Instagram. Actually, it was twenty fourteen. I got on Instagram because I was doing photography as a hobby, and okay. all the models, you know, you had to have an Instagram portfolio if you wanted to work with them as a photographer. So reluctantly, I got on Instagram because I was pretty much done with social media. You know, I just was like, that's you know, Instagram is for kids. So I got on Instagram reluctantly and. I, shortly after I stopped doing photography and I just started really posting everyday life but because I was an obsessed perfume lover a lot of my content started yeah. being perfumes. So if you dig deep into my Instagram account, you'll see perfumes. Well, that started happening and one day uh, a company reached out to me and said, hey, we want to send you a sample. I was just like blown away, no worries. That happened once, it happened twice, and I it started happening on a regular basis. And one of my really good friends, she's a she's a, marketer, a professor in Seattle. And I happened to talk to her one day and she said, Glenn, you are you've got quite a following on Instagram. She said, But you know what your problem is? You're not present on your account. She said you need to be present on your account. You can't just post pictures say a bottle. So that was the first catalyst to, okay, how do I be present on my account? So I got on YouTube and I stumbled across Gary Vaynerchuk and I just heard him speaking on his podcast and mentioning he had a book. I got that book and I would listen to that book as an audio book on my way to work every day. And I'm listening to this book, Driving to Work, and I'm hearing stories that were mirroring my own story people taking a passion and grinding and working at it and every day I'm like some of these people in this book they sound like what I'm doing. And you know I've now read several books and you know, tons of YouTube videos and that was the that was a real push to land me where I am right now.
1: Yeah, and it's amazing because <clears throat> excuse me, you're getting so many different collaborations now I've been following you for a while. I'm seeing things on there I've never even heard of, you know, stuff out there I didn't even know existed. You know, I had no clue how big this industry really was. And it's inspired me to try some things that aren't quote unquote mainstream, you know, because th- the way you describe them, I'm like, they've gotta be good. You know, this guy knows what he's talking about. So um, kind of for the audience now, let's let's transition. We see how you got started. Hopefully that inspires somebody else. Let's start talking about some other things about perfume that we really just don't know. I'd love for you to maybe list, maybe we'll do do one at a time, but maybe we'll do like the top three misconceptions or eye-openers, things like that. Sure. Well, one of the things that's a little bit
0: different about my content is that I am predominantly niche perfumes. So a lot of people don't know what niche perfumes are, and there's a big debate within the fragrance community about what niche perfumes really is. For the, simple, for the simple, simple argument, let's look at the automotive industry. You have cars, you have you know Nissan, Honda, Mazda, and then you have you know Mercedes, Lamborghini, Ferrari. You have these brands, Porsche. That not everyone has. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing with fragrances. You have designer fragrances like your brands, Versace, Chanel, Dior, right? But then there's a world of fragrances that are a little bit better made, a little bit more creative, a little bit more expensive. And they aren't sold at department stores. You have to really seek them out. Well, I'll, I'll back up for a second. When I was in the military, I would just, you know, go to the store on base and I could just say, hey, what's new? And I would see the latest, we of releases. When I got out the Navy, I had no access to the store on base. So I turned to YouTube to find what people were wearing. And I started hearing these names of perfumes that I had no idea existed. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be a fragrance guy. How come I don't know about these brands? And that was how I discovered niche perfumes. So, my to say, I'm saying all of this to say that there's a world of perfumes that exist that you may never know about until you come across someone like
1: myself or a reviewer that talks about niche perfumes. I like that. Um, so, number one, that's an eye opener for me. You know, I'm familiar with the mainstream ones. You know, the designer fragrances. Um, what's another common, uh, misconception or something, a fun fact that we don't, probably don't know? Uh, a fun, uh, another misconception, and again, this is a baby date in the fragrance community, is that some fragrances are for men or male and some fragrances are
0: for a female. Um, people like myself and many like don't really see fragrances that way. I wear a lot of perfumes that my fiance can easily wear. I wear a lot of fragrances that some may stay, you know, self-feminine. But when you get to a certain level of appreciation for a fragrance,
1: um, you start looking past gender and that has opened up my appreciation and my fragrance wardrobe. So that's something I didn't realize either, because I'm thinking to myself the same way that that most people think. It's, some are for ladies, some are for men, but what you're telling us is um, that's not always the case. Now, as a consumer that maybe not as educated as you are, how would we be able to tell? We don't want to just go up to the counter and just (laughs) request something that is as marketed towards women. How does one start to figure out and decipher what will work? That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question I get asked that often. We call it in the fragrance community a fragrance journey. So say you wanted to kind of, you know, start getting your nose on some of the fragrances that I talk about. What I would recommend
0: is getting to a perfume store getting to a, you know, an even office or a Barney's or, you know, a perfume store where you live. And just speak with the sales associate. Um, you know, different stores carry different brands and they aren't organized. You go to a perfume store and you're not organized by male and females. They're going to be organized by the brand or we say the perfume house in the fragrance community or they're going to be organized by fragrance families. So florals, citrus gourmand
1: and just start smelling so you don't ever have to worry that it's for a man or for a woman and you will go with what you are comfortable and attracted to alright that makes a lot of sense I appreciate you breaking that down for us this is really good information
0: yeah no, no problem
1: um, what, what's the third thing this will be our final tip but before you give it this tip let me say this We'd love for you to come back on now that the audience has got a chance to get to know you and been introduced to what you do. We'd love to have you come back on and maybe do a segment from time to time about fragrances. Keep to. keep educating us if that be all right.
0: Would, I would I would love to. All right, wonderful.
1: We, we're, to to. we are we are. I'm learning a lot. Hopefully, you guys listening right now, you're learning a lot. Um, I'm ready for this third tip. I can't wait.
0: Um. The third tip would be, it's okay to go to a perfume store and ask samples. A lot of people feel like they have to go buy something. That isn't true. If you go to a perfume store they understand that we want to put the stuff on, we want to wear it, we want to see how it transitions on our skin before purchasing, especially with niche perfumes that can average $300 a bottle. So go to a niche perfume store, talk to the sales associates, get samples, go home, wear them. A lot of niche perfumes are not going to come out of the bottle and please you immediately because
1: these people, the perfumers, they have created something that was a little bit past what we call that's appealing. See designer fragrance, fragrances, they're made where you walk in the perfume, you know, you walk in the department store and they hand you a stem strip and you're like, Oh my god, that's great, I want it. These perfumes is a little bit different. Some will come on the bottle and speak to you immediately, but some they have to kind of settle on the skin and they will transition from the opening to the heart to the dry down and sometimes the beauty of how that transitions. So get samples, take them home, wear them. Don't make up your mind, initially, when you first put it on, wear it and see what happens. So, what you're saying is, we don't have to feel like a cheapskate. There's nothing wrong with asking for those samples, right?
0: No, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong. If you're fortunate enough to have access to a store on a regular basis, then develop that relationship. And when you do make a purchase, if you make a
1: purchase, I feel the associate with your best friend. Because they will start giving you even more samples. But you don't have to feel complicated. Go in there. That's what the samples are for. Ask for them. They will give it to you nice. Appreciate all these tips and actually, you know, really just want to thank you for your time coming on the show as well but oh, we, my pleasure. I could ask so many more questions but like I mentioned a few minutes ago, we'd love to just have you come back because we don't want to cram it all in. You've given us enough to digest right now with those three tips and, and actually I understand. four because we don't have to call it cologne anymore guys we learned that too at the beginning as well as learning about you know the the niche perfumes The uh, um there's no such thing as male versus female and and don't forget to ask for samples if if people want to learn more if people want to follow you and i suggest that they really do give you a follow because it's really a free education guys um how can we do that where can we watch you and connect with you sure um. Predominantly on Instagram, it's at Cologne. that's M-R-C-O-L-O-G-N-E 76.
0: Um, I have a YouTube channel by the same name, and just for people's information, um, on my Instagram, I do giveaways, full bottle samples, giveaways, um, I interview perfumers, I interview perfume houses. So really, it's a great way to really immerse into the world of niche perfumes i have a very engaged audience if you are curious about a certain fragrance you know if i post something you can usually get several opinions uh, about it so it's a great resource and uh, i i used to have a sunday discussion called Sensing for booking sunday that's going to be coming back and it's uh, you know every sunday i would post a fragrance related question and, were people internationally involved in that conversation so it's a great way to, mm. to really get yourself immersed into the world of niche
1: perfumes. yeah definitely and I can attest to that I was glad I came across you and, and once I did I said this is somebody that's perfect for our show and uh, we thank you for your time everybody give them a follow and Glenn we will talk to you again very soon
0: very much brother I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and be on
1: your show well guys that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast really glad you could join us and special thank you to everybody who joined us as a guest today on the show really want to shout them out and also you the listener Before we go, also, could you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast? What that's going to do is allow you to get a new episode every single time it drops without even having to stop and think about it. It's going to go right to your mobile device or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, before we close out, I want to send you to the website. That is thegentway.com, thegentway.com. And the reason I'm saying that is because you can get a free book there. It's called From Idea to Income, Five Reasons You Need to Start a Side Hustle, and also a personal branding book right on the homepage. You click the link, you get that book for free. That's something me and Dennis have put together. It'll help you this year in 2020, get your brand, your personal brand or your business off to a great start. And don't forget, if you're interested in coaching and taking your business to the next level, I work with people one-on-one to help them do that and achieve their goals, and you can get your first consultation absolutely free. So we can get on the phone and talk about your goals and where you want to go, and we can set up a plan to help you get into the right direction. If you haven't worked with a coach before, it's not scary. It's a great opportunity to work with somebody who's done the things that you want to do that can get you to the places you want to get with following the path of least resistance. And that's the benefit of working with somebody who has the experience and the knowledge. Again, a free phone call, just get on the website to set that up or jump on my Instagram at the life of a gent. And I'm happy to connect with you. As always, guys, keep pursuing your passion, keep striving after your goals. And remember This year is just getting started. I know a few weeks ago, you probably made some kind of resolution or told yourself, this is the year that's gonna turn it around. I'm gonna change everything this year. And now we're a few weeks in, how you doing with that? Are you still living up to it? Do you need an accountability coach? Do you need more motivation? If you do, you're in the right place. Stay tuned. In two weeks, we have another great episode with a entrepreneur that is absolutely killing it. He's been featured in so many different magazines, including the New York Times for his menswear and also a ex-NFL player that has turned himself into one of the country's most sought after motivational speakers, and he is ready to set us on fire next week. So guys, stay tuned for that. And until next time, as always, take care.